Hello, hello, hello. I'm Ari Lynette, and in this episode, I'll be trying my best to examine my thoughts on a reality TV juggernaut. Yes, this episode is going to be all about RuPaul's Drag Race. I'm going to be doing this episode with a very special guest who I'll be introducing in a moment. But just before we start the episode, I wanted to lay down a quick spoiler warning. This discussion will cover the events of UK Series 2, including the final results, plus the events of US Season 13 up to Episode 11. So if you are not caught up with these seasons and you don't want to get spoiled, turn away now, because we will be discussing spoilers for those seasons. I also want to note that we here at Ireland is trying his best do not condone any form of hate mail sent towards queens on any seasons of the show. And if you do send hate mail, that automatically makes you ugly. I don't make the rules. Now that's all done and dusted, let's get on to the episode. So today we have a really special guest. So if you'd like to introduce us a little bit about yourself and what you do. Sure. So hi, everyone. My name is Tyra. I make YouTube videos. Um, my channel name is 100 Palettes Later, same as my Instagram handle if you want to follow a girl. Um, I make makeup content, basically a huge Pat McGrath stand. So all my ladies and gentlemen, everything in between out there, holla. And I am a Drag Race fan. And it's very sad that it's going to be the first Thursday without Drag Race UK. Oh, we're that, recording that's this. devastating. <laughs> I know my heart is broken. I've, I've seen lots of people tweet about that, and I was just like, "Oh no!" <laughs> now there's just me too. It's just a void. Yeah, like it is like a void. Like there's emptiness in my soul today, and that's just what am I supposed to do on Thursdays? Yeah, now, now what? <laughs> I guess we we'll wait till tomorrow for the season thirteen, which is never ending. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it feels like that. <laughs> So one thing really I like does. to yeah, one thing I like to do on whenever I have a guest is give every guest a random question when they come on here, and it's always a different question for each guest. So you never really know what you're going to get. And the okay. question I have for you today is: In a world where it is illegal for dogs to not wear shoes, what type of shoes would you have them wear? <laughs> I know that's very strange. Pumps. Oh, platform pumps. I, I didn't expect you to be that quick with the answer, but that that's a solid choice. Me neither, but I got the visual of dogs walking with like rounded toe platform pumps and I was like, yes, this is what we need in society. So that's I'm locking in my answer with platform pumps. I love that. That's just that's such a that's such a staple shoe. I think that would really work for dogs. I think so. I feel like most people would say something like tennis shoes or like trainers or something. But no, I want glamorous, like leopard print, purple yeah. pumps. Funnily <laughs> enough, I kind of pose my own answer. I would either pick what I wear, which is like sketches, because I find them the most comfy. <laughs> or I'm not sure if you know about the iconic Tanisha Iman sneakers that. Oh, yes. Yes, I do. I mean, there's the style <laughs> element already <laughs> so mm -hmm. I... but you know i feel like if dogs are wearing those i'd be jealous of the dogs oh, yeah. and Me that's too. just not a world i want to live in <laughs> yeah, i think those might be sold out now so i'm a little i think i'm so a little too. sad about that but hopefully she'll bring them back for another run i do hope so because i i would love to have a pair I, I missed it when they first launched and um they are sold out now i checked recently so i 
no shoes for me, unfortunately. Yeah, like, this is, like, the one. I never really get a lot of formal, but this is the one case I actually have it, which is strange. I know. Because <laughs> they're just so, like, like you said, they're iconic. Like, the yeah. design, the color, the fit. Like, it's just, I want that. Like, the life. stars aligned <laughs> for it to be just gotten right. Yes, absolutely. And we missed out on yeah. it. <laughs> All right, so... Iconic merch aside, this episode is going to be all about our thoughts on the what I like to call the Gay Olympics, which is RuPaul's Drag Race. And I thought that since we're both currently watching season 13, and we've also recently been watching the UK season 2, which has sadly ended, it would be fun for us to talk about like what we think of both of the seasons and kind of maybe even like compare them in a way and see what works, see what doesn't and just like have fun with it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I don't know, what do you want to start with the UK season or season 13? I'm actually going to start with a little first part of the episode where it sets up where we both are as Drag Race fans. It's almost like the basics, okay. if you know what I mean. Okay, gotcha, so, gotcha. First question is, what seasons have you watched? That's kind of the, the first baseline. Okay, so I have watched um, every U.S. season except episode, uh, sorry, except season one, because I can't get past the camera filter. I, <laughs> oh. I visually and physically cannot do Not the it. season one filter. So I've seen, <laughs> yeah, no. So I've seen season two to 13. Um, mm-hmm. UK, I've seen one and two. I gotta be honest, though, I don't remember much of season one. And, yeah, and I've seen Drag Race Canada. Mm-hmm. So those are the only three that I've watched. I haven't seen, like, the Netherlands one or the ones in Asia, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Yeah, so I've seen one in 13. I actually started with one, so I started, like, oh, geez. <laughs> kind of settling in with the, the, the blurry Vaseline filter. And then by the time <laughs> season two came out, it was, like... Well, by the time I watched season two on Netflix, it was like, oh, yeah, so they, they got that fixed. And we never, never looked yes. back. But I've watched... Yeah, it's like, oh, oh this is what TV's supposed to look like. <laughs> <laughs> so I've watched up to 13, and I've also watched All Stars 2 to 5. I've only watched bits and pieces of one. Cause... I forgot about All Stars. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen season four and five of All Stars because those are the ones on Netflix. Yeah, I feel like sometimes the distribution of like on streaming kind of lets people down because it's like you kind of want it all in one place. So, mm-hmm. like, yeah. I've also watched UK seasons one and two and then also Canada's Drag Race because that was on the BBC iPlayer. I haven't seen Holland and I haven't seen Thailand, but I really want to, especially with Thailand, I've heard amazing things about the Queens over there. I've heard mixed things about the Holland season, but like I've heard amazing things about Drag Race Thailand. So that's on the, mm-hmm. that's on the to-do list. And I also watched the, yeah, the weird celebrity one as well. <laughs> what? There's a celebrity drag race? Did I miss last what? Last year they did four episodes and it was like, the whole thing was like secret celebrity drag race. So they'd bring in like a what they'd call a secret celebrity, which I think they did because a lot of them are kind of a little more unknown. So like, but you did have, like you had a couple of big people, like Vanessa Williams was on it. 
which oh is probably like I love the, the most the most famous person they got, I think. But it it was a fun little thing. It was like nothing too serious. But <laughs> like a fun little mini series. Yeah. Okay, I'm definitely gonna have to watch that because it must have been so secret that I never heard of it. <laughs> so I'm gonna do some research after. <laughs> now that title makes sense. But I, yeah. <laughs> I definitely say it's a nice side thing. I wouldn't call it like essential viewing in the same way as like the main series, but it okay. it's a fun little escapade. I will I will probably enjoy it and watch it six times. So sign me up. <laughs> yeah. It's fun. Yeah. So to go off of that question, which seasons do you think are your favorites? I don't think I necessarily have a favorite season because I feel like I strongly dislike someone on every season and that kind of ruins it for me. Right. Um so I don't I don't know. I really liked um season 12 in the US because I love Jada, love Crystal, love Jackie, love Heidi. Mm-hmm. Um so I think season 12 has the most queens on it that I like really enjoy, but I do like people like here and there. Like I love um Oh goodness! Now I can't think of it. Like Ginger Minj, mm-hmm. I'm a huge Ginger Minj fan. Love but I didn't Love the season particularly, so I don't think I have a favorite per se. Okay, I I will agree with you on twelve. I think that that was a really solid season. Like once they edited out the Predator, yeah, I think that <laughs> there was a really solid cast in there, and I think I just think there was a lot of good things about that season. Yeah, absolutely. And I also think maybe this might be cheating, but like All Stars 5, I think that one had a big group of some of my favorites. Yeah, I feel like for me, All Stars 5 had Juju B, so that's like an instant win for me <laughs> because yes, I just love Juju B. Exactly. <laughs> but out of the seasons, I think some of my favorite seasons are probably like six. And then All Stars 2 is a really like big one for me. And then also season nine, I really like. I just really like the mix of the different queens in there. Like you had Shay, you had Sasha, Peppermint. Like I think that that had mm-hmm. Trinity. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like there was, yeah. The one thing I always like about the seasons is that at least they get the cast right all the time. Like it's always like a good cast. I don't think, especially nowadays, I think it's. Yeah, I feel like they're like a mo- more cohesive team. But like I mentioned, there's always like at least one or two queens that I'm literally like, what are you doing here? This is not for you. You're not entertaining in the slightest. Oh, my. So <laughs> I <don't know. laughs> that might have sounded harsh, but I don't know. I, I just have a bit of a different perspective. Like I tend to like be like more sympathetic into like giving a chance and like kind of things. But I there are some sometimes you just get queens where it's like, I don't really get your thing. And like... Yeah, or I feel like sometimes, like, whenever there is, like, a season premiere, like, the first episode, Mm -hmm. and they show all the queens, like, it's kind of obvious who goes home first, in a way. Like, you just know that someone's not as experienced or not as well-rounded as everyone else, and you kind of peg them to go home first or second. And that's, I, that's, like, the only kind of, like, downside to it, I guess, to the first episode, because, like, you can just tell, like, who's gonna Mm -hmm. go home. Yeah, so... To follow up on kind of some of the things we touched on during the the favorite seasons, now I have like a top five here, but I'm not sure how many in terms of like favorite queens you have or you'd want to mention. 
Oh boy. Okay. So I will have, I have all like the seasons pulled up in front of me because I know I'm going to forget people's names. (laughs) (laughs) So it's, it's probably going to be more than five. That's okay. (laughs) um, So let's go. I love Raven. Mm -hmm. Raven is top notch. I'm so excited for her new makeup series that she's going to be doing. That's really exciting. Right. I'm so excited for that. So love Raven. Season three is kind of iffy for me. Mm. Um, from season four, I love Latrice Royale and Chad Michaels. Mm-hmm. Season five. I don't really know if I liked anyone from season five. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like looking at all the cast for season. So we'll skip season five. Um, I love Bianca Del Rio. Mm-hmm. That's it for her season. <laughs> <laughs> season seven. Um, love Ginger Minj and love Katya. Mm-hmm. God, I love Jasmine Masters. Me too. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, then what is this? Season eight? Is this season eight? Yeah. I like Bob the Drag Queen. Mm-hmm. But also, like, he's not one of my favorites. But, like, I like him as a performer. Mm-hmm. Um, love Trinity Taylor, Trinity the Tuck. Mm-hmm. Who else do I like? I like Brooklyn Heights, mm-hmm. maybe because she's Canadian, but I yeah. love Brooklyn, like her <laughs> aesthetic. Um, and Vanessa Vangie Mateo. How can you not like Vangie? Yeah, of course. <laughs> and then, okay, to wrap it up from season 12, Jada, Crystal, and Heidi. That was probably 13 queens that I just listed, but. <laughs> that is all good. I'm, I'm happy to have as many submissions as possible (laughs) yes so who are your top five or 13 (laughs) let's see the thing is it's quite hard for me to like pinpoint them down because like for me the queens make the show like I really love like enjoying seeing the the new talent that comes in every season that's kind of what makes Mm -hmm. it for me but out of my favorites I have to say I kind I feel like I gravitate towards Queens that that do look good, but predominantly are, like, funny. So, like, okay. some of my favourite ones are Bob the Drag Queen, Jinx Monsoon, and then Jujubee, I've mentioned. And then mm-hmm. also Priyanka from Canada's Drag Race, I just really love. And this last yeah. one might be recency bias talking, but I feel like I just fell for Bimini. Just one oh of my one of my absolute favorite queens as of recently. Yeah, absolutely. Put Bimini on the top of my list. I can't believe I forgot to mention her. <laughs> A literal icon. An icon. Indeed. So then the last little uh, setting up question is, do you find that you gravitate towards any of the challenges like more than others? Well, Snatch Game, because everyone loves Snatch Game. Yes, definitely. Um, The challenges, that's a good question, because I feel like sometimes I don't pay enough attention to what they're actually doing. Oh, that's a good question. Snatch Game. What What other challenges do they... I know they do, like, a lot of improv and acting challenges. The roasts are always good. Yeah, I have mentioned that I really enjoy, like, the stand up and the roast challenge. And I especially like, basically, challenges where the queens themselves are coming up with the material. I really like, like, not so much than given a script. Like, yeah. I tend to prefer, like, where they yeah, get I to agree. think, like, in, for themselves. And Though I also do love a sewing challenge, but 
maybe not like three in a row. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so now I feel like I'm remembering all the challenges. Because <laughs> I remember like in season three, they had a load of like sewing challenges and it got like so intense. And I'm pretty sure it's like part of why Yara Sophia broke down during her lip sync. Because like there was so yeah. it was so much pressure with like a, like the ball challenges, <laughs> like maybe just keep it to the one. Yeah, I think there should only be like one ball per season, um, and I love when they do it near the beginning because I love to see as many looks and as many queens as possible in the ball. Me too. But I think having so many like sewing and design challenges right after each other mm-hmm. is really draining creatively, yeah, creatively as well as like physically and emotionally because like. If you have to draw, like create, I don't know, five, six full looks from scratch, that's not going to be easy for anyone. Yeah, moving the ball challenge to early run in the season was one of the best like changes they've ever done. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And with that, I kind of um, with the ball challenge, you know, they do um, like they every season they do like some sort of like create a product or a commercial situation like on season 13 yeah. last episode like the branding. alert they did like the drink commercials yeah the branding is really cool because i love seeing the queens like sell themselves essentially. yeah i like that too i i really liked like when they did that in all stars too sorry i keep bringing up all stars too but <laughs> like the like that's kind of one of the times it kind of started and really kicked off that trend and I, I I like the the branding challenges I think it's it's a lot of fun yeah and who can forget about the musicals or the rusicals I think those are always yeah, fun those are always quite fun I've I have a lot of fun like nostalgia about some of the earlier one like when they did like bitch perfect and then the the one yeah. with Courtney <laughs> and Adarin I just really I, I have a lot of fun memories. Oh I was singing that song the other day. <laughs> really surprisingly catchy. <laughs> I know. I feel like a lot of these songs are getting catchier and catchier and they're sticking in my head and I'm singing them to myself way too frequently. Yeah, I think that one thing, like, I think it was like with the first UK season, when they saw how well like the Frock Destroyers did, that even like charted in the UK. So I think that's kind of given them the incentive to maybe, like, drum up some more earworms. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and kind of, like, get on the charts and I don't want to say make as much money as possible. Yeah. But make as much money as get possible. Get those streams. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Now available on iTunes. Wink. <laughs> yeah. I wish I knew how to add, <laughs> like, sound effects in the middle of, like, I wish I had, like, a little soundboard, <laughs> like some of them do. Like, it's, but... The technology's not yet there yet. <laughs> no, we will be one day. One day. <laughs> so there's the recap bit of uh, now let's get on to the good stuff. And let's start with probably the, the, more, the more fun half of the episode. Let's talk about the UK season. So what do you think of the UK season? Like, what's, your, what's the first thing that comes into your mind? So I loved this season. I don't know what it was about it, but it just felt very lighthearted, fun, and inviting. Mm-hmm. I like it just like I don't know what it was, but it was very calming watching it. And not a lot of US seasons are very calming because there's always, like I mentioned, one really negative person mm-hmm. that I find. But I don't think there was like a negative 
presence on this UK season. I really, really love that. I think the cast was great. Disappointed I didn't get to see more of a few of them, like Cherry. I'm yeah. so sad that they they left so early. Yeah, I agree. But I I think as a whole, this season was really well-rounded, and all the queens were really, really strong. Um, and it's definitely one that I'm going to rewatch time and time again. <laughs> yeah, I I have to agree. I Overall, with the UK Drag Race, I might be a little bit like biased because like being like living in the UK all my life and kind of being very immersed in the culture it's just fun to mm-hmm. say things that are like I, I was gonna say local but like like local but like yeah <laughs> do you know you know what I mean by that like national in a way it's just there's yeah. something that kind of hits a little close at home but I also just think that it's refreshing and it as you said it has that like uplifting feeling which I, I think really contributes to why so many people like engage with it. Yeah, I agree. I, it's kind of like there's a sense of like patriotism in a way when you like your own country's season. Um, but I also find that with the UK queens, they're just wholeheartedly and non-apologetically themselves. Yeah. Like they don't try to fit into a mold. They don't try to look good because they need to look good. Like they wear whatever they want. They say what they want. They like do their makeup how they want and i feel like it's them showing their authentic self definitely i think that sometimes in the u.s yeah, sorry <laughs> i think that at times with like the american drag race this kind of the queens tend to like go into like a formula in a way which like it's not i don't want to say that to sound like disparaging but like there you do kind of have more like archetypes that are kind of Mm-hmm. They try and kind of get into those boxes. Whereas with the UK season, I think that a lot of that just isn't there. And it's just like, this is who the queens are. And that that's kind of it, which I think is really refreshing as well. Like, I don't think there's ever been like a queen like Bimini. Like, so I think it's great to have mm-hmm. like more unique presences in, in the franchise. Yeah. I agree, but part of me wonders if that's because there's only been two seasons versus yeah. 13. Like, there hasn't been as much of, like, a mold to follow mm-hmm. in a way. So I'll be interested to see if that continues as the seasons continue to develop. But, uh, yeah, and I feel like, like you mentioned with the U.S., I feel like sometimes the queens go on the show, not necessarily to win or to better themselves, but to get their names yeah. out there. It's, like, some of them don't seem It's like genuine. the exposure. Yeah, that's the word I'm looking for, exposure. Like, I don't know if, um, oh God, what's her name? Monique Hart. Like, you can't tell me you're going on to Drag Race and you can't match your your foundation to yourself properly. Like, you can't tell me that's that's okay. Like, that's not okay in the slightest. Like, you need to know how to be able to shade match yourself and do your makeup properly before you go on to Drag yeah, Race. Yeah, I think often it's kind of, like, going on, like like one of the regular seasons can be like a point of like going on to have that platform and then maybe later on down the line like going on to like all stars and something like that and like advancing your technique whereas maybe like with maybe with a lot of like the UK queens they kind of like got the technique built up to go on to the show in the first place 
Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, they're like ready yeah. from day one. Like if you you stay ready, you yeah, don't have to get I ready. Agree. Exactly. Yeah. So I feel like some of the U.S. queens treat the show as like a stepping stone when it shouldn't be. Like this should be like the goal. Like this is you bringing your best authentic self to the show. And then if you win or you do well, you'll progress after. But this isn't the place to get feedback and to get like small menial tips on how to improve minute Mm -hmm. things. So it's just kind of like the UK season. They're more prepared. They're more professional. They're more experienced. And they're ready to show you what they do. Yeah, I think that it's important that it's like it's drag race and not like RuPaul's School for Girls, (laughs) which like. To be fair, mm-hmm. that wouldn't be the worst idea for a spin-off, but like have it but have it be it like really on wouldn't. the side and like let the competitors compete mm-hmm. <laughs> on drag race. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Cause like it shouldn't take Michelle telling Vanjie six episodes in a row, oh, don't wear a bodysuit. Like that's <laughs> right? Like that just shouldn't happen. Like they should know better than that. But Yeah. Yeah. I feel like they, there's too much hand-holding in the U.S. seasons when they should just be like, why are you wearing this? This is RuPaul's Drag Race. Oh, definitely. I'm so in terms of moments during this season, I have to say one of my favourite moments of the U.K. season was seeing Ru lose it in the the Eurovision episode. <laughs> the, <laughs> the H&M moment is probably like a top-tier Drag Race moment for me because... Oh, absolutely. It's just seeing that, like, that rawness come out and Rue not be, like, completely, like, poised and polished and be a little bit, like, (laughs) don't waste my time. Are you serious right now? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I was... That shocked me in a way, but I was like, oh, my goodness. That gave me, like, all the energy I needed. (laughs) It really did. It really did. I was... I was shocked, but I was also like, yes, Rue, you tell him. But also, like, maybe that was a little yeah. harsh. I was, I was feeling all yeah, the things. Part of me was like, it, it is a, a global pandemic, and queens are struggling right now financially. But also, it was amazing TV. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm not going to deny that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And that does bring up a fair point. Like, not everyone can afford to have a seamstress whip up every single outfit for them. And obviously that Eurovision challenge wasn't Joe Black's aesthetic at all. Like that's not his vibe at all. So of course he's not going to have a frilly pink floofy outfit because that's not what he does. I feel like in terms of, in terms of certain Queens, like it's important to remember that being good at drag and being good at drag race aren't the same thing. Like, they couldn't be, like... Oh, absolutely. It could not be the same thing, because there's so much... They're not Yeah, there's so much more to drag than just a TV show that happens to have drag queens on. Mm -hmm. So, as much as, like, yeah, the the H&M dress was a choice, like, it's important to remember that (laughs) there are amazing things that queens can contribute, and Joe Black's an amazing queen. So, like, it's important to always, like, have that in your mind, I think. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like Drag Race really is tailored to a fun, poppy, younger, kind of extravagant out there queen. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. That's totally fine if you want to like make your own pop yeah. star in a way. But that's not everyone's style and preferences and way they do things. So that's important to keep in mind. Like Joe Black, like you mentioned, 
fantastic drag queen, mm-hmm. fantastic performer, but them and drag race, they just don't yeah. mix. So I'm trying to think of what else, because when you were talking about like the queens getting like seamstresses and stuff, that's really interesting because I'm not sure if you've listened to Sibling Rivalry, which is Bob and Monet's podcast, but they they have a have they have like a section where they like tally up the number of outfits from a certain designer that the, the queen's hired. So like this designer has this many outfits on on the season, and then this designer has this. And it's quite it's quite interesting to see that because I really like seeing when like a queen comes in and they're like, oh, I saw all of my own garments, and it's like I'm just I admire that so much. Yeah, I yeah I never looked into like the behind the scenes of their of their outfits like the designers. Obviously, I knew they had designers, mm-hmm. but I didn't do that much research into it. Like when um, Tamisha Mon said she makes everything, I'm like shocked because mm-hmm. it literally looks like it goes down a runway. Like everything is just so fitted and beautiful yeah. and put together perfectly. So it's I I feel like sometimes people get caught up in the fact that drag queens should be doing absolutely everything themselves. And that's not the case. Mm-hmm. That's not the truth. Not everyone has the skills. Like even Lawrence Cheney has his hair done by Ellie yeah. sometimes and that's okay. <laughs> yeah. I think I just, I just really have an admiration for queens that can like sew their own outfits and everything. That's just something I really, I have a soft spot for that. Yeah, me too. I think it's so cool. And I love seeing them excel in the in the sewing challenges or the balls. Mm-hmm. Me too. I, I really enjoy just seeing what comes out. And even the stuff that isn't that good, <laughs> I enjoy seeing like just <laughs> what they can do with like the materials. It's it's just a lot of fun mm-hmm. to watch. Yeah. Like Tase's like a Iron Wolf yeah. outfit situation. Yeah, I was looking at that and it was like, this isn't the absolute worst thing that's been done with steel wool <laughs> because bag of chips did a dress like that and it was even worse mm-hmm. <laughs> but still there needs to be some finessing maybe <laughs> but it's there was no bottom to the outfit <laughs> i don't know <laughs> what made her think that panty was acceptable but i uh, it'll haunt me <laughs> but yeah, I can see it now. I don't want to see it now, but it now is permanently like burned into my brain. I can only apologize for bringing those memories back. <laughs> yeah, but overall, I I gladly see a bunch of these queens like go on to more not just all stars, but like TV appearances in general. Like I was thinking the other day, like it would be amazing to see someone like Bimini Ortiz go on like the Celebrity Bake Off. Like, that would just be, <laughs> I don't know, it's just a bit of a pipe dream. I have it would be something I think that would fun. be amazing. Yeah, because yeah, their personalities are all so fun and they're, like, different than the typical celebrity or icon yeah. that we have. So I think it would be very nice to have them more, like, integrated into the world as opposed to just being, like, here's Drag Race, stay in your lane. Yeah, like in my mind taste could do like any tv show and like make it her own because she's just got that personality that stands out yeah well did you see taste is the new face of coca-cola I yeah coke zero the they've like done like a a uk reformulation i think and taste is one of the new faces of it 
We love that, to see it. That's just amazing. I really. Yeah. And I, I saw on Twitter that um, Bimini has three secrets that they're going to be revealing in the next couple of days. Yeah, I've heard about that too. So I'm very intrigued as to what it is, and I will be following very closely. Yeah, I'm I'm following Bimini on Twitter, so I'm I'm interested to see what comes out. Like they've already done some really amazing things as it is. Like they were in like a, a dance video for the new Ava Max song, which is mm-hmm. and like that was just exceptional to see that. Like I just I want to see them get more opportunities because I don't know, I just <laughs> I just want them to succeed. Yeah, and especially because, like, obviously they filmed Drag Race, Drag Race <laughs> a long time ago, and they have to wait for it to air before they can actually start mm-hmm. taking on opportunities. Like, they're, I can only imagine how long they have to sit there and wait before they can actually do the things that they're set up to do and that they want to do. Yeah, there is that kind of... It's almost like that limbo that they're in, like, between mm-hmm. filming it and, like, being publicly known that they're on it. Because they can't exactly announce yeah. it until it's obviously been revealed. Yeah, like, they, Lawrence can't be like, oh, season two UK winner, who wants to work with me? If, like, the season hasn't even been announced. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so. yeah exactly. So, the last question I have about the UK season is your opinion on the final results. Um, I don't 100% agree with them. Mm -hmm. Um, I kind of lost my I don't know how to say it's like I kind of fell a little bit out of love with Lawrence when they were doing the stand-up challenge and how upset he got with Ellie I I did not Mm -hmm. like that at all like that really turned me off from him because I'm like at the end of the day this is a competition Ellie doesn't have to do anything for any of you Ellie needs to do things for herself considering that she doesn't think she's a comedy Mm -hmm. queen like, who cares what a comedy queen is comparing yeah. about? Uh, sorry, mm-hmm. complaining about. So from there, I didn't love it. And I feel like once they came back from the COVID break, I feel like Lawrence just kind of plateaued and flatlined. Yeah. I didn't really see anything extravagant coming from them. Yeah, I have to um, agree. That that whole drama with the, the running order, I felt like, one, it was like a really petty thing at the start because like mm-hmm. any one of those queens would have done the same thing like exactly hell if, hell if i'd somehow stumbled in there and i had that opportunity i'd do the same thing <laughs> like exactly you'd want to set yourself up because you don't think you're the comedy yeah, queen of the group so. playing the game and then also yeah, exactly. i agree about the second half and the flatlining like first half lawrence was like peak for me and then second half mm-hmm. it was just like kind of lukewarm and that's kind of yeah that coincided with for me the rise of Bimini and like kind of me and a lot of other people falling for Bimini and I think that just and then that showed by the end and what everyone was wanting and what we got yeah absolutely like I team Bimini from the beginning like even from the first runway when she came out in that soccer kit outfit situation, I was like, this is that, the one for me. That this was is an it. excellent bag. And they did not give her the credit. No. I love that look so much and I had no clue why they were being so harsh on her. I was like, are you? Are we seeing the same outfit right yeah. now? Like, 
she looks fantastic. Um, see, I'm team Bimini through and through. I wish Bimini won. I feel like she was the most well-rounded and she had so many talents that I feel like were neglected in a way, like her comedy. No one thought she was funny mm-hmm. until Snatch Game. And then they started loving Bimini, but she always turns looks. She's always like very welcoming. I think she did. A, I can't remember how, what she did in the like TV challenge. But I bet I think she was an anchor in that one. Yeah, actually. But like she she like holds her own and she if she wasn't safe, she was in the top. Like Bimini was never, ever in the bottom that I can remember. Except for the, the first episode, obviously. Yes, but <laughs> she won, so it's okay. Yeah, and in my mind, she probably didn't deserve the bottom, if yeah, I'm honest. I agree. I agree. Um, yeah, so I was team Bimmy all the way. I was, I was honestly shocked that Ahura didn't make it to the finale. I was shocked too. I feel like Ahura would have been a better finalist than Ellie. Honestly. Potentially even Tace. I I definitely agree with Ellie. I'm not sure about whether whether I take out Tace, but like I I definitely saw a horror in the top four. Mm-hmm. I just feel like Tace wasn't very memorable for me. For me, a, like I... a lot of Tace's memorability came from the confessionals. I think so. Mm-hmm. Maybe that might just be yeah. the bias. Yeah, that's true. I mean. Like, I really enjoyed her confessionals and the way she, like, delivers her, her thoughts and her speeches. Mm-hmm. But I don't, like, I couldn't tell you what one of Tace's runways were. Like, none of them pop into my mind, except the steel wool situation. <laughs> yeah, and that's kind of for the wrong reasons. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, I, I was really disappointed when Ahura left. Yeah. Overall... I kind of have a, I kind of have this thesis about the final result in kind of my what what I think it represents. <laughs> so Ooh, we'll do share. So I think Lawrence winning makes sense for the show, but I I also do wish that Bimini won. But I think Rue clearly has a vision for what she sees like the UK's next drag superstar as, and kind of what she likes about UK drag, and what she like flies over for. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, and, that, and that's fine and understandable. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Like, there's definitely a vision and something, what they want to represent the series and RuPaul at the end of the day. Um, and I feel like from episode one, I kind of had a feeling that Lawrence was going to win because Bru loves mm-hmm. Lawrence. Like, that was that was obvious. And, like, I kind of knew Lawrence was going to win just because of that. Mm-hmm. So. But, but I'm happy for them all. <laughs> like, I feel like there's something about like a queen like Bimini that kind of like challenges that perception and that like, and I think also does it in a positive way. That I think that's what mm-hmm. made people resonate so much with them. So, in a way, I see why Lawrence won, but by the end of it, my heart was with Bimini. Yeah, I could say the same. Yeah. So, okay. Well, I have a question for oh, you. Yeah, Sorry. sure. Go for it. Which, which of these UK season two queens would you like to see on All oh Stars? Oh my gosh, this is gonna be, this is gonna be a little bit of a like a unexpected choice because I could easily be saying like Bimini or Ahara or Chase, but I would love to see Tia Coffee mm-hmm. back for an All Stars. 
if Tia improved the fashion, because I think Tia's just so funny and just like one of those like great like presences on the show. So that's my opinion. Would what would be your pick? I think my pick would probably be. I don't even know. I want to pick two. Go for it. I would pick Cherry. I would pick Cherry mm-hmm. Valentine based on the fact that she didn't have a yeah. time to shine. <laughs> and I feel like she's so much more talented than what we got to mm-hmm. see. And then I would probably bring back Taste yeah. as well. Just to see how Taste competes with other yeah. All-Stars. And also when you have that, the gap between the initial season and the All-Stars, it's seeing that progression as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I, I I can see why you picked tea or coffee, but I mean she had time to improve. Yeah, her break as she came out in. Oh ice god, cream yeah, <laughs> the, the ice cream was that was a rough patch, <laughs> at the very least. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I mean her body was fabulous, but she just didn't shape it at all, and I'm, oh, but I would love to see what Tia does mm-hmm. in the future, definitely. All right, so that was a really fun talk about the UK season. So now, what is the first thing you think of when I ask you about season 13? Oof. It's not my favourite. <laughs> I gotta yeah. be honest. Same. Oh. It's the way that they did the beginning and the lip syncing and the winners and losers, that grinds I, my gears. I hated so that much. first episode. <laughs> it was just like 60 mm. minutes that just like like fried my nerves and just and it wasn't in a good way it was just like this is exhausting yeah and it was pointless yeah. it was pointless what they could have easily done but i'm oh, sorry so i was just gonna say i loved seeing elliot lose twice though. <laughs> i loved that yeah <laughs> that, that, that's one benefit but one thing I think is that the episodes two and three wasn't that different to how they started season twelve, like splitting up the queens and then giving them a time to shine without eliminating them. That that's fine with me, but three in a row, too much. Yeah, I agree. I love the like you mentioned this. I think you said season twelve with the two premieres. I think that's great because I do always want to get more time to get to know the queens and not have any, have anyone yeah. go home. But this season, it was just, like, Mm -hmm. ridiculous. (laughs) And I feel like the judging and the favoritism is very evident on this season. It is so obvious in, like, how it's produced. Like, I think, like, let me just see my notes. Like, you can kind of see how the winner's team can easily have this parallel to, like, production's favourites. And it it just, it Mm -hmm. shows so much. And I think... I think they probably underestimated how much people enjoyed, like, the pork chop queens, the ones that were in that losing team. So yeah. I yeah. think I think the, the overproduction's really been a, a problem with the season. <laughs> Absolutely. Because, like, even I'm looking at the queens that are still here, like, Utica was in the pork chop, so was Rosé, so was um, mm-hmm. Denali. And those were, like, crowd favourites and people that made it far. Yeah. And it's. I'm just 
very confused. Yeah, I, I kind of got the sense that a lot of those queens on that losing team were the, the people that the fans were liking and the fans were resonating with. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, it, it's very confu- I feel like it's disingenuine in a way. Is that a word? Disingenu- dis- disingenuous. Not genuine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, it just, it doesn't seem as welcoming because like with the, oh, we're the A squad and the B squad and we're yeah. the mean girls. I'm like, get over yourself. So yeah, like, it's, it's. Fit- so you won one lip sync. Yeah, it's very <laughs> like, juvenile, I think. Yeah. I feel like anyone who calls themselves like a better team or like a mean girls or has a yeah. click, I'm just instantly turned off. It's, I, I have to agree with that. I'm just like. If you are so good and you think you're, like, hot shit, don't tell us, show it, and then we'll believe it. Exactly. Like, that's kind of my mantra on that. Exactly. But. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, you shouldn't have to, like, say it every two minutes that you're the best of the best and you're so great. Like, just do the challenges and shut up. Yeah. <laughs> like... <laughs> also, I think another problem with this season, this might be a little bit of, like, the an insider tidbit but i'm pretty sure that that like they were contracted to do a certain number of episodes like in like a year i think and four of those would have been like the celebrity episodes but they decided not to do that this year because of covid so i think that might be the reason why this season is so long like yeah i can definitely see that like i've just (laughs) i feel like I've never been so, like, actively fatigued by a season, which is really concerning. Yeah, because what, like, we're on episode 11 Mm -hmm. now, and there's still six, seven queens left. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's season eight by this point. They'd already gone to the top three. Like. (laughs) Yeah, like, I'm not, I don't. I guess what you've mentioned does explain why it's taking so long, but it's kind of getting, like, frustrating. Like, I'm waiting for, like, a double elimination. Oh, yeah, that would be, that would have been, like, that would have been soothing to the soul. (laughs) But instead we got that double chante, which was, like, remember when we used, yeah, with remember when we used to celebrate double chantes? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Oh, gosh, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, like, I'm excited. I'm still ready to watch it because I love Simone with my whole entire Me too. being and if Simone doesn't win I'll be very mm-hmm. upset but um yeah it's just kind of like when is this gonna be done in a way like I feel like I've seen all like that I can see for most of the queens like the only one I'm excited for and still looking for is Simone. yeah I think a lot of the the queens that they've kept they're good but they've kind of shown everything and we we don't need to see like five more episodes of them yeah like, what else is Candy Muse going to yeah. do? What is Olivia yeah. Lux going to do? Like, I, I, I just don't see them progressing. Like, they're on there because their personalities and they're causing drama. Yeah. Not because of their talent anymore at this point. Like, they're not showing or bringing anything Definitely. New. And I also think that... I think because this season was premiering at the same time as UK season two, that the comparison thing really made it look like it really showed those flaws. Oh yeah, 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, like... Because I feel like... I think season 13 is the worst season yet. Wow. That... I I kind of agree with that. Like, are you going to rewatch this season ever? Yeah, I'd have to, like... I'd have to, like, have, like, five cans of, like, I don't know, an energy drink or something just to sit through it. Because I just don't... I would honestly just... Yeah, I I would probably just try and find a YouTube video of Simone's best yeah, bits and call, it a, call it a day. Because, <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know. I don't think... it's Nothing's that marvelous. It's Nothing's mem- memorable. I don't even remember what musical they did. Yeah. Like it's, <laughs> it's nothing is sticking with yeah, me. Yeah, it's... I, I think that this, right now, I don't think this season's sitting well on people's palettes, and I'm not sure how it's going to age either, Like, because I like to kind of think mm-hmm. retrospectively in that way. I think it's all going to depend on yes. who wins. And I think we kind of know who's going to win already. I have my I have my predictions and I also have my hopes and they kind of overlap but they also don't. So Okay, well do share. So <laughs> my pick to win, my number one pick is Simone because because it's Simone. <laughs> like I'm not I'm not really sure how else yeah. to, I'm not Case sure closed. how else to explain <laughs> it. Like Simone just has the it factor. But if I'm honest, I'd also I also wouldn't be mad at seeing Gottmik win. Because like I think that first of all, I think something really positive about the kind of going into a positive aspect of this season is that Gottmik is making history as being like the first trans man to compete. And I think that like I think Mick's doing a great job, so I wouldn't be mad at at seeing a win. Yeah, I wouldn't be mad at seeing Gottmik win either. I think Gottmik is probably going to win. Yeah. Um, it seems like that's who the judges' favorites mm-hmm. are. Um, I personally, like, I like Gottmik, but they're nothing standout yeah. to me. Like, they their personality and the way they speak, like their tone of their voice is just not for me. To be fair, I think that the Paris Hilton impression kind of sold me a bit because I just, I just think that that was such a good like impression. And also I just thought that this snatch game was one of the best in a while. And also one of the only episodes mm-hmm. where the judging wasn't completely whack. <laughs> yeah. I agree that Paris Hilton was so good, mm-hmm. but like I can't remember anything else that they've done besides Paris. Yeah, Hilton. yeah, I definitely see that. Right, and it's like okay, you went to fashion design school, you can turn great looks, mm-hmm. but what like where's the personality besides being a mean girl? Yeah, sometimes? I see what you mean by that. Right. So I don't know. It kind of gives me like Gomic reminds me a little bit of yeah. Raja. But like less well-rounded because mm-hmm. Raja was very experienced. Yeah. Yeah, I would love to see Simone mm-hmm. win. That's my personal pick because Simone kind of reminds yeah. me of Jada from last season, and I love Jada. Um, so we'll see. We'll yeah. see what happens. But. <laughs> and then, 
then my other thought <laughs> is that since there's still like a good few episodes to go, they could find a way to bring back Tamisha and Martin and give her the crown. <laughs> just, just a thought. <laughs> this season is going to last until December oh 2021 at that rate. <laughs> I bet. I bet by the end of it, like everyone will be vaccinated. Every, everything's going to be back open. We'll find world peace. <laughs> yeah, I, I can yeah. see that. Yeah, I love Tamisha. Tamisha was so good when she was like in um, Untucked. When she was like, "There's a couple of you in here that I got to be honest, I don't care for." I was yeah. like, "Give it to because us. that's just that's just genuine." Like. Mm-hmm. there's just something so genuine and so real about Tamisha that like that's someone I want to see for all stars oh absolutely I just feel like the older queens I just tend to gravitate towards the older queens a little bit more because mm-hmm. I don't like immaturity yeah. that some of the younger queens I think have. that maturity is something that is really important like so that mm-hmm. the kind of they have a level head like coming into it and yeah. going through it like not with like this high and mighty which i think can be a bit of a problem absolutely like can you picture candy muse being the next drag race oh my absolutely no. not like there's no way yeah like you can't be popping off anytime someone gives you like like a critique yeah. like that's not how the world works like you can't be ready to fight on site every single yeah, time I, I get that yeah, I think that I will say there are some positive aspects I like about this season because <laughs> I, I don't want to just be <laughs> bashing this completely. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. okay, what do you I like? like? I love the rotating guest judges. I love Nicole Byer, Lonnie Love, T.S. Madison. Oh. I would gladly have them on every season because I think I love Nicole Byer. I, I love Nicole Byer so much. Just one of my favorite people overall so like any of them can come back whenever <laughs> and yes i agree <laughs> and then um anne hathaway was in an episode and i always love anne hathaway so <laughs> so what you like is the guest appearances and not <laughs> the actual season oh i think he cracked the code <laughs> yeah yes oh my goodness but can we also just say how good Michelle has looked on both the UK and yes. the season 13? She looks so fierce yeah. and I love to see what she's going to look like every episode. Yeah, she's giving some really, really great looks. Like, I think like the gray Absolutely. streak, I love that. Oh, <laughs> yes. I. Oh, and whoever's doing her makeup now, yeah. oh my god, they need a raise. They're killing Yeah, it. there was some some early seasons where Michelle's makeup and like her outfits were like questionable. So I'm really happy that they figured out like how to like give her the good makeup and the good outfits and like really accentuate mm-hmm. all of that. And I think that's awesome. Yeah, me too. She's finally getting like the attention behind the scenes that she deserves. Yeah, yeah I'd agree. And then and then the other positive aspect I have is kind of just the same as any other season. Like, the, the good cast, I think. Like, I think it's a good cast. I just think that, like, maybe they're being handled in the wrong way and produced in the wrong way, if you know what I mean. Because you have some really solid people in the season, so, like, is that is that making any sense? Yeah. 
it makes sense, but I don't know if I agree with you there. Okay. I feel like this season for me, it has like the biggest group of people that I'm not a fan of. I kind of get that too, honestly. Now you bring it up. Like I, I always try and be right? as optimistic like... and as like like I feel so I'm, negative. <laughs> I feel like I'm always the thing I love about the show isn't like the edifice if you know what I mean like the structure around it what I love is the cast and the talent so that's kind of where I come from but now you bring it up (laughs) you are making sense you're making points (laughs) right like I'm staring at a list of all of them right now and I like Tamisha Mm -hmm. Denali I could take or leave Tina Burner is the exact same of Nina and West except more red yellow and Mm -hmm. orange Utica, I like. Mm-hmm. Simone, I love. Yep. And Rose, I like. That's three and a half queens. Yeah. Out of 13. Yeah. And I think <laughs> when you have like the cast of like 13 and it's like a long season and the, the non elimination things, like that's that could be a problem on its own but then when you feel like the wrong people are going out and the wrong people are being like held up to like to like have the most airtime that that can really <laughs> they can really dampen a season yeah it yeah especially because i feel like especially the last two weeks people are kind of confused with the elimination like denali went home and tina burner went yeah home. That like, last episode, I feel like they just wanted Tina to go home, like, oh, without absolutely. any real reason. And, like, I'd actually warmed up, no pun intended, <laughs> to, like, <laughs> Tina's got, like, a genuinely great personality. So, like, that that was actually kind of sad. Yeah, I was not expecting it at all, because I didn't think she did poorly yeah. at all. <laughs> so I was just kind of like, okay, they just wanted an excuse to send Tina home. Yeah. Like, it's like there are certain people who get protected from like the bottom and from like the eliminations and then everyone else is just like cannon fodder and i don't think that's a good way to treat like talented queens absolutely absolutely like i feel like it's kind of like that olivia lux was doing really really well in the, in the first couple of episodes yeah. but now she's not serving anything new yeah and when she should have been in the bottom she she should have been in the bottom multiple times and even mm-hmm. gone home, but she's still here. Yeah, I see what you mean by that. Like, it's just been... Like, someone can have a great start and, like, that shouldn't define the entire competition. Like, it's a competition mm-hmm. till the end. And I think that maybe... Maybe the production's a little bit rigid about that. Like, people love a dark horse. People love an underdog. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But I'm intrigued to see what'll happen because it's I think honestly it's going to end up coming down to Gottmik and Simone. I it's gonna be those top I, two. I think that too. So the next section I have on here is picks to win, but we've actually already discussed that. <laughs> so <laughs> Oops. <laughs> um on the flip side, what would be your worst case scenario for the season? <laughs> oh, Should Jesus. I be asking this question? <laughs> is this constructive? <laughs> Worst case scenario, Ellet with two T's wins. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> that that no, but um, that, that, I could I would that would be that. the the, the twenty twenty uh, coming back to bite. Oh Jesus, God. Oh, absolutely, but 
Um, with the queens remaining, the worst case for me would be Candy winning. Yeah, because I think that the production has an idea of what they see people's reactions to Candy. And and to be fair, I like Candy. I think there are good things about Candy. But I also think if you push someone to the forefront so much and give them so much like preferential treatment, like that's going to be a problem for anyone. But I also mm-hmm. think that Candy's one of those characters that is more like abrasive to like to audiences. So I I just think that maybe I think maybe Yeah. yeah. I, I think this might be really rude to say. Okay. But I feel like Candy is a worse version of Banshee. I kind of see that parallel. I feel like I've seen a lot of people compare it to Silky, and I don't get that comparison at all. I don't see Candy as a Silky. Well, they're both annoying, but... (laughs) Yeah, I see... They're kind of trying to replicate the appeal of Vanjie by pushing Candy, and I think it's it's not working. It's gone to the inverse. Yeah, because Vanjie is a queen, and I... Everyone loves Vanjie. Yeah. Because she's funny, she's sassy, she's yeah, creative. Vanjie but just has that... She's not rude. She has that combination, the je ne sais quoi, that really makes... Anytime mm-hmm. Vanjie's on screen, it's it's going to be a good time. Yeah, absolutely. So I, but I, I, don't get those pos- I don't get those positive vibes from Candy. Yeah, honestly, me neither. Because I feel like Candy doesn't make fun of herself, whereas Vanjie makes fun of herself. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think Candy's next to go. Yeah, I think that could happen. I'm definitely intrigued to see what happens. Next next episode is going to be a roast, I think. Or at least the, the, tr- the trailer oh showed goodness. it. So that's going to be exciting. Okay, I can't even remember what the trailer showed, but yeah. I'm excited now. Also, <laughs> oh, they've just it. released like a preview of like the start of the episode. I haven't watched the preview because I like to just watch <laughs> the episode as it is. But I've seen pictures... Apparently, Nonner is a guest. Like, like the Novena. No <laughs> so I was like... No way. I, 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 I try my best not to lie on this podcast. <laughs> like, <laughs> so I, that, that's interesting. But ABH is a sponsor on the show. So like, that, that makes sense. Oh you know what? I literally, on this Wikipedia page that I'm on, <laughs> it says episode 12. Norvina, president of ABH, <laughs> and it has a few other people who I don't want to spoil. Oh, coming back. I've I've heard not for I've, this I've had some things, <laughs> but like yeah, I've had some other things, <laughs> but yeah. Oh my! So um, let's make a toast to however long this season's got left, the five months it's got <laughs> left. Bon appetit. <laughs> so, oh my goodness. So, All-Stars, do you want to see more of it or less of it? I would like to see more of All-Stars, but I would also like if All-Stars had the public vote Ooh, who to go back That could on be it. good. It would be, it would be good to favorite. have like a kind of a live element to it. That would be an interesting twist. Yeah. Because I remember, I can't remember what season it was, but there was, I think it was actually two seasons where there was like a fan voted Yeah, early. Darien Lake was yeah, one of them, I, I think. Yeah, I remember that. Right? And I, 
I miss, I want that mm-hmm. back. So it's not just necessarily whose storyline can we push? Who do we think is going to do great? But it's like, who do the people actually That would be a great twist for all stars. Like, they could use, like, a, right. a, a new thing to liven it up a bit. Yeah. 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 I think that'd be like cool because obviously I love all stars and I love the mm-hmm. things that they do, but sometimes I'm like, why yeah, is this it's like Juju like, said they have to change the name to some stars. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, so, yeah, but I, oh, sorry, yeah, I would ahead. like to see maybe like have them do it like every two years instead of every year because I think that maybe then it would contribute to like a stronger cast each season. I don't know if I could go that long without all Yeah. <laughs> and. <laughs> because I. Sp- oh, no, you go. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> so I was going to say, like, especially with how international the show is getting, I feel like it would be more realistic now moving forward to have it once a year. Because now they can pull from Canada. They can pull from U.S. They can pull from U.K., Australia, maybe not Netherlands or Th- or Thailand. But, like, there's more. Yeah, I think Picking. if they are going to do All Stars every year, they need to make it international. Because then you're getting, like, mm-hmm. all stars and not just American stars. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So I really do hope they move forward with a more international mm-hmm. aspect. So that leads us very nicely on to what would be, who do you want to see on All Stars next? Ooh, from all any seasons. seasons. So okay, so I haven't seen All Stars one to three because they're mm-hmm. not on Netflix, but I would love to see Darian Lake if they haven't been. I on would it. love that too. I would. Right? Um, has Ginger Minj been on All Stars? Uh, Ginger was on All Stars too, but like too. Okay. To be fair, <laughs> like, I would still love to see Ginger come back for another All-Stars because I think Ginger was a bit shortchanged right. on All-Stars 2. Yeah. Ginger is... I love Ginger yes. so much. Um, and I would also like to see Katya <laughs> if she hasn't been on All-Stars. Yeah, I'm, I'm always here for more Katya. Katya. Just always right. here for that. <laughs> yeah. Who would you like to see on All-Stars? So... Uh, first of all, I would want it to be an international All-Stars. And I would love to see... Mm-hmm. There's like a, quite a few queens from season 12, I'd like to see. So like Heidi, Jackie, Jan, Widow Von Du, I really want to see on All-Stars. I think she'd kill it. No. What? No. I don't... I did not like Widow oh, We're we on very different sides of that coin because I love Widow. How did you... What? Well, why? She, I, she was so negative, and she was so like, "I'm the best at everything I do. I'm such a good dancer." And then I was like, "Okay." That first episode, though, with like the verse, that was just. She owned that. That was it. <laughs> but she, but even did you see her attitude when she was doing the choreography? I, I, I kind like, of get that, but like what? I think I think we might have to just agree to disagree on that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Someone's got to go first. <laughs> yeah, so for All Stars, I want to see Priyanka. So, mm-hmm. should I spoil? 
for people who haven't seen Canada. Okay, spoiler alert for Canada's Drag Race Season 1. That came out two Thank years you. ago, so where you been, girl? <laughs> so, uh, I know Priyanka won her season, but I don't care. Crown her twice. <laughs> and then I'd also like to see Lemon from uh, Canada's Drag Race, because I feel like her elimination came at a really weird time. Like, I kind of was expecting her to go even further. Mm-hmm. So... I th- I think there's yeah. more to see with Lemon on Drag Race. Well, if we're talking Canada's drag, like Canadian queens, because mm-hmm. I kind of completely forgot about them. I would yeah. love to see Jimbo come back. I feel like Jimbo was <laughs> that <cheated>. elimination. <laughs> it was just, it was just not like Jimbo. I think Jimbo, if Jimbo was on, <laughs> how many times can I say Jimbo? I think if they were back on All Stars, they would make it to yeah. the end and they would have the crown. I think sometimes I no when a queen goes on All Stars, that's when they fully like kind of galvanize themselves to to work to the format and have it work to their advantage. So I think that would be really beneficial for Jimbo. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't like Jimbo? I would also <laughs> love to see this is a bit of a wild card choice, but James Mansfield from season nine i would love to see because they didn't do so well on the show but their youtube content is so good and they're just so funny and i just i think i'd love to see them get another opportunity on the show i don't think i've seen any of their videos but i would sure hope they fix their beard line (laughs) since they've been on the show i mean it's been a while since that season but um that is true. Yeah, that yeah. was a long And then I also have ago. Asia O'Hara on my list. Maybe don't bring the butterflies this time, but I, I still love Asia. Why can I not think of Asia O'Hara? Yeah. There's too many O'Haras. <laughs> season 10. Which season is Asia on? She did the lip sync in the finale with the butterflies and it went wrong. And it was like the, the gag of the season, I think. <laughs> I have no recollection of that. <laughs> but I, okay, I know now I remember who Asia is, but I don't remember that happening yeah. in the finale. Good for you. Because <laughs> that, that, was, that was a chaotic moment. <laughs> well, now I'm going to go watch it. And oh my then my okay, last well... pick for All Stars is this is another bit of a wild card choice, but I'd love to see Sonique come back for a full All Stars season. Because I I don't know if you watched that Christmas special mm-hmm. that they did. That was yes. Some it was an episode that aired. Um, but the one thing I liked about it is that we really got to see Sonique come back in her element as her true self, absolutely serving incredible looks mm-hmm. and just being a great presence. So I would love to see more of Sonique yeah. on the show. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so many I'd love to see more of. Like, I I kind of have a feeling that Banshee's <laughs> going to be on the next All Star because <laughs> everyone just loves Banshee. Yeah, and she I, hasn't won anything. Think so I'd love to think see we might find a way. Honestly, because even in the um, season twelve finale, 
Vanji was asking like 17 questions or sorry not the finale the um not the the tell all the reunion is that what they call it yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> the reunion Vanji was there and she had like yeah. six different outfits on so I think Vanji mm-hmm. will be coming back very soon yeah I, I can see that happening I love mm-hmm. it. I, I can't get enough of it. So the the last question I have about Drag Race is kind of more overall. And it's just what you hope for the future of the show. Hmm. What do I hope for the future of Drag Race? Besides, Besides in, international all-stars, I would... I don't know. I would love to see more more fairness across the board and less favoritism like i want every queen who gets on the show Mm -hmm. to have a fair chance and not already know who's gonna win from the first episode like i want it everyone going with a clean slate and i want people to be judged i think i'd like to see a little bit more fairness in how it's produced and how like the outcomes are i would like to see the judges finding some new jokes i would like to see a lot of different things maybe that would kind of give it that i don't know kind of like the warmness of the uk version i think and then yeah the other thing i personally really want to see is more like even more inclusivity and though i i don't know if that's going to happen because I think, again, Rue probably has a firm idea of what she sees a drag superstar as. But I also think that the drag world mm-hmm. doesn't always fit into that into that image. And I think that there's so much amazing, like, diverse drag art. And I think there could be an opportunity to maybe show more of that. Like, more trans contestants, maybe, like, having kings in the mix. Like, I think... I think it's high oh time goodness. that they consider that because I think it could work. I think it could work in a separate series. I don't think they would ever yeah. mix kings and queens, though. But I can totally see them doing spinoff with like Drag King and going down that route. I would love to yeah. see, just see more spinoffs, I guess, of the entire series. Like, um, but mm-hmm. as many different facets as possible so we get to see more queens more diversity because like like you met like we talked about at the beginning drag race is very like i'm a pop star i'm young i can yeah. do death drops and all this fun stuff i'd love to see like like an alternative so like the aiden zanes and the yeah. blacks can really thrive and like a drag race for kings i think that would be very cool if they like themed it and made like a mini series kind have of have you like, seen dracula themes. by any chance yeah, it's Dragula? it's like it's not affiliated with Drag Race, but it's like it's kind of themed around like horror drag. And what they've done is they've kind of been more inclusive. Like they've had kings on the most recent season. Oh, I have never heard of that before, so I'm gonna add it to my list. Yeah, it's, every single it's definitely it's definitely different to Drag Race, but kind of. I mean that in like a good way. It's like it's refreshing, and there's like it's it's just it's interesting seeing 
like different types of talent that don't conform into that that kind of drag race formula so i would recommend that Mm -hmm. but i i think that the dream of having like more diversity within drag race and like maybe having like like kings in the mix i think that's definitely more of a dream than something that i think is going to be a reality because i think rue probably i probably has a again like this firm idea of this is america's next drag superstar and this why are you here <laughs> like that's what i think yeah yeah i think it would be very very cool but like you mentioned i don't think it'll happen i yeah. think it'll be its own separate show but maybe they would make yeah. all-stars I'm, in the future i'm thinking like yesterday i thought about like the last season of america's next top model when they'd like moved it to vh1 and what they'd done was kind of almost felt a bit like course correction like they removed the height limit they allowed like contestants of any size on there like i think that maybe if it's like at the end of like drag race's like popularity they might like jump on that then to kind of get a boost and then maybe bring in more diverse contestants but like like, yeah, that is a possibility. That's, that's probably if if that ever happens, then that'll be the likely scenario. Yeah. So I agree. That that's the episode. That's been <laughs> our talk on Drag Race. But before you go, there is one final question I have for you, and it it it's the most important question of them all. Okay. Do you have anything to plug okay. or promote? <laughs> Well, I mean, I do that at the beginning, but there's I can, always room I for more plugs. Again. Um, there's always room for more. I think the best thing that I can promote is my Instagram, which is 100 Palettes Later. Um, that's where I'm most active. I also do have a YouTube channel by the same name, but I'm low key, high key taking a break from YouTube right now. So Instagram <laughs> is the best place to find me. Um, yeah, I just I post there almost every day. So <laughs> that's the yeah. only thing I have. So to plug right I'll now. be leaving both Tyra's Instagram and YouTube channel in the description. Do check them out. Her content is top tier and I only invite cool people on this podcast. So you know it's got the seal of approval. Oh, <laughs> oh here we go. So uh th- thank you so much for being on here and like sitting through this. I've I've really enjoyed it. Oh, it's my pleasure. It's so nice to actually be able to like verbal, verbally that's... discuss Drag Race with people as opposed to like doing it over Instagram or Discord. Like, it's That's nice exactly to what I was just going to say. Like getting to actually speak about it is so fulfilling. Yeah. Right? I love it so much. And I would, I love being on this podcast and thank you so much no for problem. inviting me on. It's been a pleasure having you. Well, I think yeah that's it and thank you all for listening to this week's episode i hope you've all enjoyed listening to it as much as we've enjoyed making it i hope i can you can speak for both of us in saying that it was so much fun absolutely i've been Ari Lynette, and until next time keep trying your best everyone bye for now oh and in case you forgot every week i do something different over here so if you don't want to miss anything make sure you subscribe to the podcast you can leave a comment or a review depending on the platform, or share it to your socials using the hashtag tryingisbest. And of course, you can follow my socials, including Instagram, 
Twitter, and YouTube, which are all in the description of the episode, as well as this podcast's home on Anchor. Don't forget that new episodes release every Sunday exclusively on audio streaming platforms. Then they'll arrive on YouTube just on the Friday after. However you're listening, I hope you enjoyed today's episode, and once again, thank you for listening. Thank you.